One of the best feelings in the world is going through the bottom of your Spotify catalog for songs and finding a song that you haven't heard in the longest time and having that moment of rediscovery and remembering the times that you had with that music. And that's something that a lot of people can relate to. And that's actually going to be the basis of the episode today yes, is sir. going through bangers that everyone seemingly forgot about. And if you guys are enjoying the audio experience, make sure to follow us on Spotify and Apple Music and leave us five stars as a rating. We appreciate you guys for tuning tuning in but Ant, let me ask you like how do you feel like hit songs or popular songs end up getting forgotten like how does that happen the years absolutely the years it's so hard to keep up with everything and sometimes you're just left wondering where did this go in my rotation or how did i forget about this i was playing this on constant loop for a couple of weeks of this summer and then it just seemingly seemingly excuse me fell out and i can't seem to find it again but yeah. this was fun because i was actually going through a renaissance of my old playlists and going back to my old replays on apple music and it was interesting to find what i was you know bumping back in 2016 let's say or even 2019 and trying to see if i could bring any of that into conversation for today but the way that i formulated my list um i brought over 10 songs and we said we do 10 songs today but just in case i have time to run through more i'll bring in some other stuff that i like but really bankers that i used to bump on a daily basis but i haven't revisited in years so yeah. what, what did you do with this list when i when it came to this list like it came down to a lot of songs where like you said i was going through you know my catalog of liked songs from spotify from years ago yeah. looking back and being like holy shit, I forgot this song even existed. Like that was the feeling with a lot of the tracks that I rediscovered. And another feeling too is discovering songs that are popular or that were hits during a specific time that I didn't even know existed till maybe a couple of weeks ago, to be honest, where I heard them for the first time and I'm like, holy shit, this has big names attached. It did numbers, but I never knew it existed. And I'm sure, I'm sure some people just stopped playing it over time, even the people that were there from the jump. So I have some stuff that I'm very familiar with and also some music that I'm just getting into the groove to. You okay, know what I that's mean? very interesting. Uh, for myself also, it was cool to go back and listen to these songs in current time because I wanted to see how did it actually age. Would I be able to take this song again and put it into a climate like I did back mm. then and how would it stick through my rotation? But all right, let's start this off. First song I wanted to bring in today was Phone Jumping by Dave East featuring Wiz Khalifa. Nice. This was a mega banger that released back in 2017, produced by Reezy Renegade. And it's your... Not run-of-the-mill like Dave V's song, but he's taking you back to his street life and what he was doing before the fame. But it's just like, it's the renegade beat that absolutely gets me. You get this mafioso sort of gangster rap production with like a sped up tempo. And then you have Wiz Khalifa coming in for the second verse that just provides the unique wordplay and also has these cool flexes about how, you know, everyone has to wait in line to meet him now and that he's leveled up and that he went to like Japan in the fifth grade and like... You know, he, he was with bitches back then too, you know? Yeah. So that's what I find cool about the song is that there's this sort of braggadocious energy that rings off from Dave East and Wiz and their cadences perfectly match each other as well because Dave has this very rough demeanor and this rough sort of texture to his voice while Wiz is very mellowed out and very smooth with his flows and cadences. So I feel like you get a best of both worlds situation here where you have both artists doing their thing. And man, this was so fun to even bump. Like during the pandemic, I remember I really got into this song around that time where I was going back to old 2017 stuff and I picked this off off of uh, Paranoia True Story which is a, a release from Dave East around that 2017 I think that was mark. his debut album if I'm not mistaken um, I'm going to look that up for you real quick actually is it? I think it, sure, I, know, I know it came out in 2017 It's interesting you brought in Dave East because I feel like this happens with a lot of artists that either fell off or that 
aren't as popular debut as debut EP. Oh, debut EP. Okay. Debut EP. But yeah, back to what I was saying. I think it's interesting you chose Davies because not to say that he fell off, but I feel like he's not as popular or relevant as he once was. And I feel like what happens with those artists that, that find themselves in that playing field is that their whole catalog as a whole almost, you know, gets tucked under the rug. And I feel like even looking at the song you brought in, that's probably one of his biggest hits. And yet people aren't playing it like that. You know what I mean? People so don't even probably know of the song now. It's unfortunate, bro. It's, it's pretty crazy. Sad. It is pretty crazy. But I wanted to bring it in because I feel like you guys would love it for the summer. Um, and let me know in the comments, by the way, guys. I know that it's cool because on Spotify, you can now comment and I go through all of them. Um, let me know. What do you think is the biggest um, forgotten banger? But Luke, go on to your next song. Yeah, so my song does have Wiz Khalifa. It's his song called Pull Up featuring Lil Uzi Vert. This came out back in 2016. And just to take you guys through some of the numbers for this, 98 million views on YouTube. 95.7 million streams on Spotify and it's certified gold so it is a hit song but I feel like it's a song that again nobody plays in the clubs no one is ever talking about and a lot of people didn't even know that they had a collaboration together but this is their first and only collab as a pair and what's cool is that there's a lot of history between their relationships so back in 2015 Wiz was on tour and Uzi ended up being an opener at some point because DJ Drama brought him along and there was one night where uh, where Wiz actually gave him a Taylor Gang chain and wanted to sign Uzi, but he didn't know that Generation Now had already gotten to him. So pretty cool that Uzi could have been a Taylor Gang artist and could have been part um, of that whole movement alongside um, Wiz Khalifa. And to me, it's so funny just because they're two artists that... I don't really see meshing together. So when I went back to the song, I was pleasantly surprised by the chemistry that they actually had on Wax. And it's a simplistic trap beat by TM88 and Ricky P. You have some intense percussion, some mellow synths that give you the smooth backdrop. And you'll find Wiz Khalifa in his comfort zone. He's rapping with his cocky attitude about stealing his hater's girl or even just, you know, smoking by the pound. So you get dope flows and cadences from him. And then Uzi starts off with this very light auto crooning and... He just has this hook about like him driving through the streets of LA like a madman and living his best life. But I just love this song because to the people that don't know about this, um, it's just a cool link up. You know what I mean? It's a link up that, again, you haven't seen in years and you'll probably never see again because it's their first and only collapse. So are you familiar with the song? Absolutely. I yeah, am. you I are? was actually looking through it when I had to do my list for um, the top Uzi songs. I had gone through that again. And well, I it's got not an Uzi song. It's a feature, but... I was just... Because you see it on his Apple oh, Music. Okay. Like, you have everything. And I was revisiting a bunch of different tracks, and I ended up getting back to that one. But you're right. In the moment, I was like, it's true. There, there's a song with Wiz, and you go back to it, and you're like, well, yeah, absolutely. They do have decent chemistry. So that's a W of a bring-in. The next one I want to bring in is Right Now by Uncle Murda, featuring Future, produced by Metro boom and a song that went under the radar for no apparent reason because this is one of the biggest slappers of 2015 and i think that that's probably the reason there is a reason is because it came out in 2015 so you have a time where future is on top of the world you have what a time to be alive you have 56 nights you have ds2 and you just have these mega slappers coming out and he's also doing mega slappers with his feature run so you also have a 3500 that gets released this year and there's a bunch of attention around future what people don't know, though, is that this is actually the creation of Metro Boomin's producer tag, If Young Metro Don't Shoot You. You know, that's, that's the first a, time you ever heard that, it. That's the that's first crazy. time you ever really hear yeah, it. That's true. So people don't even know that. Then I realized how fucking slept on this song was when I went to the comments section underneath our TikTok for when we had done the breakdown of this. 
people didn't even know of the song, which is pretty crazy. Wow. And you go into it, it is an ultimate club banger. You're getting this dark Metro Boom production throughout the entire track. Um, Uncle Murda does really good with his auto-tune crooning for the way that he lays down his vocals because it has a nice offset with, you know, Future's deeper vocals and the way that he was delivering it. And of course, you have like the hun hundred shooters in the club. Like you have that whole flow going on. So super iconic from Future. And as I said, when you go back to that 2015 time when Future was dropping bangers, you have this song that doesn't get talked about, but yet it's sampled by every single major hip hop song. Like if you go on to something like a Jumpman or anything like that, they use this song for that producer tag. So yeah. it's very interesting. There's a lot of history behind the track itself. And I urge you guys to go back and revisit yeah, I it. I believe because he had an, a whole EP that was called Right Now, or am I mistaken? Um, this, this No, it was on Purple Rain, right? Yes. But that for what, for Future? For Future, yeah. Future released Purple Rain, yeah. Okay. I'm not sure about Uncle Murda, though. Is Right Now not on Purple Rain? I don't believe so. No, I was thinking of All Right, which is yes. another fucking all-time future That's banger. an all-time. That's, that's what another I was one. Little, little bonus there. Guys, yeah. go bump that song. That's, a, okay, yes, that's but, an incredible uh, song. Yeah, no, that, that's a great pick, though, just because, again, I listen to a lot of 2015 future and a lot of classic era future, but I never really even think of putting that one on, even though I know how good it is as a track. But um, the next song that I wanted to bring in, speaking of artists being on top of the world and at, at their peak in 2005, 50 Cent had the massacre going on, but he was also working on a movie called Get Rich or Die Trying, and a soundtrack also came alongside that movie, which was called Get, Get Rich or Die Trying, and what's cool is that this was sort of like a companion piece to the movie, and there's huge songs in this album like Best Friend or Window Shopper that still get a lot of play and hype, and rightfully so, but neither of those are the best song on the soundtrack, okay? Because the best song on the soundtrack is When It Rains It Pours. Yeah, incredible um, track. Which has 98 million streams on Spotify, 95 million views on YouTube. And I think the most surprising thing that a lot of people don't know is that Dr. Dre and Mike Elizondo are actually behind the production. And it's one of the coldest beats that 50 Cent has ever rapped on because you have these sappy-ass guitar strings that give you chills. You have these thumping drums, of course, courtesy of Dre. And one of my favorite opening lines ever in a 50 song, one shot, one kill, what's the deal? And then you just get 50 sort of taking you through the concept of like when it rains it pours like it's about 50 and his crew spraying bullets and giving you lead yeah. showers and it's the whole idea of like one day in the hood could go so wrong where you have one fucked up situation toppling over another and another and there's a lot of darkness and a lot of pain that goes into these experiences and i love how calm and collective 50 is throughout this whole track like yes he sounds ruthless but Despite all of the danger that's around him and all of the violence, it's as if he's like numb to all of it, which is a pretty cool demeanor to have. And he's even taking you through these fucked up scenarios like cops threatening um, him to cooperate or he'll end up going to jail. And I also love the background atmosphere that's set because towards the end of the song, you do have police sirens going off and you have the sounds of thunder, which really makes you feel like it's raining outside. So to me, this song is a complete package. It really captivates 50 Cent as an artist and the types of, pin the types of pictures that he likes to paint for his audience. And for whatever reason, people always go back to all the bangers on Get Rich or Die Trying, you know, the debut studio album, but... 
no one pays attention to I a lot of the, this song. the a lot of the later work. I you bump, bump it. This song, I okay, I'm God. God. it's good but, to but, know. But I understand though why it's like a low key banger because you're right. People don't appreciate it for what it is, and I think it just falls victim to the whole movie soundtrack thing. Yeah, people don't necessarily pay as much attention to soundtrack songs unless it's a Black Panther situation where people are absolutely junking it. Which so. is weird because sometimes soundtracks have the opposite effect, where it's like you have a song from 2005 being featured in a big movie in 2015, and it sort of gives it. A second life. Well, you're so seeing that with content on TikTok. Yeah. It's basically the same concept where you have a lot of these songs going crazy. And I have to ask you this. What's maybe your favorite song that got revived? Because That got ticked? revived. Um, I mean, Money Trees has always been in fucking rotation, so I can't name that one. I would say maybe She Knows by J. Cole. That, that was, was a big a one, one that, that I had for, I'd kind of forgotten about, to be honest. That's very true. And that brought it back to life for me. What about you? Anything come no, to mind? nothing off the top of my no. head. I was just wondering if you had any. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, All right, let me continue on with this. The next song I want to bring in to today's episode is The City by the Game featuring Kendrick Lamar. W. Featured by, uh, produced by, excuse me, Cool and Dre. And this is the second song off of the Red Album. And this was released back in 2011. A very young Kendrick Lamar. And what's interesting is that the genius annotation has hasn't changed if you go back it was written in real time where they say listen to this listen how they talk about kendrick lamar um the city features kendrick lamar a then up-and-coming young rapper who hits the track with an intricate chorus and a bomb fourth verse this was kendrick lamar's highest profile collaboration <laughs> but he also has features on other songs including the most recently i love music with tech nine just to give you guys a bit of context of when this song dropped but this is a victory lap for both the game and kendrick lamar as they go and talk about their city of los angeles and often people love to talk about kendrick's victory laps of the west coast you know with dr dre let's say on something like a compton or the recipe but he has material with the game and i remember when this released you know we were back in well 2011 we weren't onto the track i'd say we only got onto it around sec one once we had gotten into high school more or less True. when we were starting to explore a bit more kendrick lamar and this is ca classic kendrick like the jig is up sort of kendrick sort of where you see him in his raw mc bag where he's spitting at a thousand miles a minute and he's just absolutely ripping through everything and the game has incredible lyricism throughout the entire tracks really flexing his writing and it's not overbearing with all the cultural references so it's a really cool game verse that i really do enjoy and man just what a banger all the way throughout and you have these crazy vocals in the background that kind of play into the whole the city thing that cool and Dre provides so awesome stuff yeah that's a great uh it's a great pick especially for all the kendrick fans that want to like revisit all of his older features and really get a taste of every verse he's given out but for myself this has been in rotation for a minute like looking at the red album looking at you know jesus peace another game album like these are some that i revisit on a pretty frequent basis so um, I can't say that I forgot about that one, but the next song for me is going to be a blast from the past. This is Gassed Up by Nebu Kaniza from 2015. Oh, I don't know yeah. if you remember Gassed this song, up, but this shoddy. is one of those... Eh? Is it the Gassed Up, Shoddy? It's that yes, one. Yes, eh? sir. So Absolutely. this is one of those songs that I heard a few months ago, and I'm like, wow, this is one of those moments where you, you think to yourself, like, life was better when this song was freshly released. Like, it took me back to those carefree days of being a kid, and I feel like if you were a teenager in the 2010s decade, then you know that this song was a fucking vibe and that it was a moment and that it was played at every single house party that you were at. I love the easygoing and wavy vocals from Nebu. And what's cool is that he has the mentality on this song that any kid would have where he's high at a party, he's trying to get the girl that he's after. And apparently what's really cool about this song is that it was based on a real party experience that he had in high school. So it's like... 
the inspiration for it ended up fueling the perfect setting to play the song in, which I find really cool. And unfortunately, Nebu is a one-hit wonder as of right now. Um, but I did see that he dropped a project for like the first time in years this past May. So um, I never gave him the time of day to actually go through his catalog. So revisiting this one, which is an absolute hit, made me say, you know what? Let's see what else he has in store. And he just dropped his first project in a couple of years. So I'm actually excited to go and see what the fuck else he has in terms of giving you that chill, wavy trap music, if that's still what he's into, because it has been a long time since 2015, which is when this yeah, came out. Yeah, that's sort of like cloud-bound sort of rap. Absolutely. I get you in the groove, very um, lighthearted. But one of the catchiest hooks that I've heard of this entire decade, and ever since I rediscovered it, bro, I've been fucking junking yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love how raw it is, because it doesn't sound as processed as some of those wavy trap hits around that time because you hear some of the voice cracks and it just it sounds super authentic and the coolest part about this song is that he actually was like searching for like rapper type beats on youtube and i think he searched up young scooter type beat and that was produced by mexico dro famous producer who's done beats for like drake and playboy cardi so he rapped in 15 minutes, he recorded his vocals over that Young Scooter type beat, and that ended up being a hit fucking song that's now two times platinum, over 338 million streams. And despite it having such huge numbers, no I one never talks hear about it anymore, bro. Like No one talks about it like that I'm anymore. I'm like, holy I've shit. I've heard a couple of TikTok edits with it, though. Oh, really? People slow Maybe it down. Maybe it's getting some life it, there. People slow it down a bit, and they end up using it in a different context. But, all right, I'm really going to throw this back. Let's go back to 2016, and let's go to Really Guarded by Jero. And this was actually released um, during the playoff run of the Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors, one of the most um, famous incidences of a comeback where the Cavaliers came back from a 3-1 um, lead that the Golden State Warriors had. And, What's cool is that LeBron actually blew up this song. So it got a huge boost um, when Jero actually performed it at game four um, when the Cavs are playing in the playoffs. And then once um, LeBron started endorsing it more, it absolutely took off and it was just a mega banger and it still sounds great today. If you guys are a fan of like J. Cole's old mixtape material that's very triumphant, but that also does really well in sports settings, this is going to be for you. And then you also get J. Swift on the production that brings in these triumphant horns that also play in really well with the actual chorus. So if you actually go through the entire track, I believe you actually get three different verses. No, it's only two verses from Jero, but it's cool because it's is basically... Is there any features? There is no okay. features on it. I'm going to play it for you after and you'll know exactly. What, you see what I mean? You don't even know what song you're talking, talking about, about right now, I'm talking about. Clueless. Guys, in the comments, let me know if you guys know this song. For sure, if you put it on, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But this is the definition of a forgotten banger um it went viral if you actually go on youtube let me see how many uh, views this actually has i believe it it's i believe it went viral yeah really got it um jero is, is jero a one-hit wonder or does he have some other stuff no, i think he's a one-hit wonder okay, to be on but he's from he's, he's from ohio and he's actually one of lebron's friends wow um so this released back in 2016 this is sitting at hold on a second how do I check the views now? They don't really have it over here, do they? On YouTube, you should be able to. Be able to I, I have it over here, but like, where are you able to check you know for it? Six point three million views. Okay, let me check the, the Spotify numbers out of curiosity. Views. Let's see this. So, what did you say it's called again? Really got it by Jerome. Really got it. J e r r e a u. It's very interesting. Okay, really got it. Forty-four million. That's not bad. Six That's million. Not bad. Views. Yeah, this was going crazy back then. So, I wanted to bring this in, and I wanted you guys to to maybe. Um, Consume a gem. 
grabbed something from my rotation a long time ago. So, Absolutely. Shout out to Jero. Okay, um, a song that I bring in that I know you're a big fan of and all of us in our in our group of friends are big on Gucci on my by Mike Will made it yes absolutely featuring Migos 21 Savage and YG came out in 2017 and I'll be honest with you when I craft these lists I do like to be diverse with my selections but this is off Mike Will made it's Ransom 2 project and this is one out of two songs that I have from this project for this, this list this is perfect pint right perfect pint is also I was gonna... considering bringing in perfect pint yeah. to this one because Ransom 2 as a whole is really underrated for bangers yeah there's even uh, a really solid Big Sean track on there too um, but yeah, I just love this song because you have 21 Savage carrying this hook about being dripped the fuck out in Gucci from head to toe. And he has this nice flow where he repeats the end rhyme like four times where it's like, VVS is dripping. Yeah, yeah, dripping. Yeah, yeah. And like he continues that for a good amount of the song. It's really and good. It's super catchy. And honestly, this is one of the best trap posse cuts that i've ever listened to you're getting killer verses from 21 from yg and from all three migos members you have funny lines like pull up in that amber amber rose bald head like crazy lines exhilarating flows and i don't know why nobody talks about this to me it's a masterclass in performance and production and mike will all respect to him he sort of sets up this ominous and mysterious atmosphere with his keys and drums and i think the reason why this one goes under the radar is that 2017 for trap music was so vibrant when you look at all the releases you had um looking at an album like culture for example looking at even what 21 savage was doing with without warning like there was so much going on that of course a producer album from mike will made it is not going to get as much attention. And I feel like that's why it's as underrated as it is. But, bro, they even did a full music video for this. Like, they really tried to push it out, but it just never reached those heights, unfortunately. But it's going to be a lock in my rotation forever, bro. Would you bring the, Would you bring in Trap Paris to someone? Could we do, like, a little Trap, Trap Paris, Paris by MGK? I think you guys can check that out, too. That's a forgotten banger You know what I was well. thinking about, too? Kenny Lofton by J. Cole. I'm like, how didn't I put this in my list? Like, it came uh, to but me it's, right it's now. It's too low-key, though. You think so? Yeah, it's a mixtape release. I There's guess. There's so many people that haven't heard it yet. You have to have some sort of a viral moment with it. But Yeah, let's see right. how big it is on, on YouTube. But, yeah, take me through your next, uh, your next pick here. All right, my next pick is going to be French Prince by cousin steez this released back in 2015 this is really a forgotten bang another one that i have no idea oh, you about. know this one i don't even think you like it though okay. i think i may have played you this one time <laughs> I need to fuck with it but i Very think you possible. guys are gonna like it but um yeah it's pretty cool because cousin steez is going throughout the entire track and he's personing personifying himself as the fresh prince and he goes through his day-to-day -day and all of the content matter kind of rolls throughout there but I don't really give a fuck about that. What I really like about this song is the hook. The hook is infectious. It's slowed down. It almost feels like you're kind of like wobbling with Cousin Steez as he's sort of developing his hook out. And then you're getting like this nice wavy bounce to the production that I loved in 2015 and 2016. Especially that this dropped in the summer of 2015. It dropped on June 1st, oh, which okay. is pretty cool. So you're getting a new sort of feel from him. And man, just going back to 2015, we were in secondary three at that point. And um, it was cool to have these types of songs in rotation, but yeah, a little, a little sleeper for you guys. If you never went through this song, I'm you, sure you have, you though. think you'll ever be that excited about music again? Like those peak years of really falling in love with the genre around like 15, 16 oh, years yeah, old. Of course I still yeah. do. I mean, to a certain extent, though, as of late, not really, because it's been so fucking it's dry. It's been a bit dry. But, but I yeah. mean, yeah, you've, you, we've gotten some major album announcements as of recently. Um, five million views 
on I'm Hip Hop's YouTube channel. So those were that's when like songs were still being released underneath um, like different platforms and YouTube channels and 360,000 views underneath Cousin Steez's YouTube channel. But a forgotten banger. It is a banger, but it has been forgotten. Another one that you got to play me for sure. But uh, the next pick that I have is Dangerous World by Mustard featuring Travis Scott and YG, which came mm. out in 2018. So funny story here. I heard this song for the first ever time two weeks ago. So um, we were playing tennis. We just got finished playing doubles tennis. And uh, I think it was Nick and Mark that were just like rapping like some lyrics of the song. And like everyone seemed to know it. And I'm like, well, what, what the, song what, is what, this? What the fuck is this? Right? I still don't know the song off of like first. You see uh, what I'm saying? And what's crazy is that I didn't know the song. And then they played it and they're like, as soon as you hear the first 10 seconds, like it's, it's going to click for you. So I'm like, okay, let's see if, you know, it rings a bell. And it didn't. And it was literally the first time that I heard it. And I'm like, holy shit, how am I only hearing this now? Because you have a follow-up to Whole Lot of Lovin', which is a song I really enjoy by Travis. And I'm saying a follow-up because you have Mustard and Travis working together again. And then you have YG being added into the mix. And of course, YG and Mustard always come together and deliver heat. And... What's cool is that you're hearing Travis Scott in a different zone, bro. Like, he's in his hardcore rapping bag. And for a lot of his main verse, he's just dropping these sick basketball references like become a Greek freak You when you see Bucks or even something like back in the Bay, like Draymond. Like, he dedicated a lot of it towards, like, basketball punchlines and shit like that. So I found that was pretty cool and different for Travis. And then you have YG coming in with this like A, A, bust it down, bust it down refrain, which is really dope. It gets people moving, I feel like, even though I don't fucking know because I only heard the song in public like one time. But um, yeah, he also comes in with a sick verse and lines like I'm on bail, how you feel, go to hell. And you just get these never, you know, before heard flows from both Travis and YG. And it's the perfect party song. And I feel like Mustard found a beat that, you know, plays into the middle ground of what you expect to hear from a Travis or a YG song. And again, bro, I'm like, if I never heard this song, there's definitely people that have heard it and just forgot about it over time. So from what you're telling me, you don't remember it either. Right? I don't. I'm going to have to go re-listen to it. So Crazy. that sounds very interesting. And it's, I think, again, it came out in 2018. You had World. You had one of the biggest years in hip-hop history. Not a surprise that it ends up just being forgotten, I guess. Well, I have a Travis Scott feature next, and this is going to be Maxo Cream's The Relay w. featuring Travis Scott. And this came back, um, this was released, I believe, back in 2019 off of Brandon Banks, um, an album that I know that you're very fond of and I am very fond of as well. Yeah. And I was bumping this back in 2019 because of the infectious energy that it has. And it's not this menacing sort of production. It's interesting because I feel as if throughout the entire track, it's really Maxwell and Travis Scott's like voice and flows that are carrying the track for itself. You get a pretty nice beat, but it's really them and their element. And this actually marks their first ever collaboration, which I find cool as well. And this was kind of like the rise of Maxwell Cream and what he was doing. He also had Pumpkin that released back in 2018 before this and the Persona tape. And if you guys have never been through Maxwell's catalog, there's a lot of gems in it. But this was a big one for me because because it allowed me to sort of get into Maxo's catalog and also understand what the motifs were behind his songs. And the relays is cool too, because you get Travis coming in with this really interesting stop and go flow. And then after that, like it just transitions into this smooth flow for the rest of the track list. It's really cool too, because I love the vocal effects that Travis has on his vocals. And perfect chemistry through, uh, from both of them. Maxo 
kind of like the Dave East and Wiz Khalifa scenario, has a bit more of a rougher, huskier demeanor, and then Travis Scott comes through with the smooth auto-tune and the sort of psychedelic effect to his vocals. So the mix and match on that is absolutely perfect. And I wanted to bring it in because, as you said, around that 2018-2019 time, you had stuff like Heist in the room going crazy. Uh, Maxwell Cream was still somewhat underneath the radar. He wasn't as big as he was now, especially um, after Weight of the World. So you still had, you know, projects from being released i definitely do think it's worth a listen if you guys have never gone and paid attention to this track and i wanted to bring it in today yeah and it's interesting because that is one of travis's better features like i don't view him as one of the better feature artists that we have today but that is one of the quality ones without because a doubt. Because you also had songs on this album like Meet Again or Drizzy Draco or even Murder Block with ASAP Ferg that ended up streaming more, I believe, than this song. And this song yeah. itself doesn't even have a million views on YouTube. That's insane. You have a Travis bro. Scott feature and you don't even have a million yeah. views on it, which is absolutely crazy to me. That's so, criminal for super, how good the song is. It, it's super Fuck. slept on. Like, you want to talk yeah. about a forgotten banger? This is definitely one of them. So. All right. That's another one I of my like selections. The pick. Um, next one is going to be one that you're for sure familiar with. This is Beamer, Benzer, Bentley by Lloyd Banks and Joel Santana. <laughs> Fire. Um, pretty big song. <laughs> Certified Gold has 104 million streams on Spotify. And I feel like most people, including myself, probably discovered this song when it was featured in the Project X movie. And ever since I heard it in 2012, over 10 years ago, it's been in rotation for me. And I feel like if you want to test out how much bass your car could handle, this, this is, is the, the perfect song. song to put it to the test. Um, crazy fucking bass line. Shout out to Prime on the production. And um, it's just one of those songs where I heard it and it gave me a fascination to tap deeper into G-Unit and everything that those members had to offer on a solo level. And on this song in particular, Lloyd Banks has this really sick rhyme scheme and he sort of like keeps... The topical focus in line from beginning to end where he's taking you through his luxurious card collection and then you have Jules Santana from the Diplomats come in and arguably steals the show. He comes in with like this very quick paced, I would say Busta Rhymes-esque flow and he has ridiculous bars like got a girl named Cigar, call her that because she Cuban. A lot of just like humorous and over the top lines that keep you engaged and I feel like it's one of those like love songs because it is about, you know, romancing a girl, but it's lyrically sharp. And to me, I always love when you can get a club banger that has cool rhyme schemes yeah. or that has those advanced punchlines or wordplay on a technical level where you have that catchy hook, but you have the substance and it's Lloyd on the fucking outskirts. Banks. It's Lloyd Banks, bro. Come on. Lloyd Banks yeah. is, a, is a hit maker. Fucking Lloyd Banks, my guy. Yeah, so really, I, I had really to include that. Full of quality. And uh, it's not the oldest song that I have on my list, but it is one of the older ones for sure. Man, I brought in more like 2015, 2016 vibe. Most of my stuff is that, but I have two songs towards the end of my list. One from 99 and one from 05. Re one from 99 and one from 05? Yeah, so that's going to be interesting. And how do you even into. measure like the streamings on that? Do they, like, do they have those sort of... Yeah, uh, they have the numbers for the streaming. For that's sure. very interesting. All right, let me go on to my next song. Okay, you know what? Let's pull up this. I'll, I'll give you guys this one. Let's do Purple Baguettes by 88 Glam. Well, Purple, Purple Baguettes, excuse me. Um, this is off of their second installment um, of the entire, um, I believe it's the 88 Glam series. Yeah. yeah, 88 Glam 2 that released back in 2018. I'm not going to lie to you. 
This album is very disappointing as a whole, especially after the first installments, but the introduction to this album is absolutely fantastic. You get this euphoric soundscape that's provided by Villa Beats, um, Alex on Weed, Young Clancy, and Gray Rowan. And then when you go through the entire song, um, the chorus is shared, of course, by Derek Wise and Eddie Camino. And if you guys are familiar with the Toronto duo, they're signed to XO, and they were making major waves back then. They still are dropping good stuff. It's just... I don't think they have the anticipation like they did back then. As far as what they did on this song, it's so smooth. You get Derek Wise coming through with almost the same flow as Camino, but it's interesting because their voices, same thing like a Dave Eason with Khalifa situation, same thing with the last song that I spoke about. They contrast so well together, and I love it when that happens, especially from a duo. So Camino has more of the high-pitched sort of squeaky voice, and then Derek Wise has the raspiness and the tough demeanor to his cadence. So it makes for this really nice blend as far as performances go. And it's just a classic banger. You know, he starts off the song, I can get used to this treatment designer got bought every stop on the tour, and then he keeps going on with the luxury bars throughout it. So it's not the most complex song, but it's definitely forgotten, or at least back in 2018. I revisited it over the past weekend and I'm like, okay, let's throw this in. Mm. Let's actually get That's this cool, going. yeah, because I'm not on that second album whatsoever. Like, I just... I didn't take anything out of it. I think you're really going to like this. It's been a long time since you've revisited that album. So I'm going to show you after the recording. We have to go back and and do some dives. But okay, keep going, man. Next up, we got Semi Onum by Chief Keef and Gucci Mane released in 2014. And most people don't even know that Gucci Mane and Chief Keef did a collab tape. It's actually called Big Gucci Sosa. And it's actually funny because it has a super goofy-ass cover of like Keef dressed up as Jason Voorhees. And then you have... Gucci Mane dressed up as Freddy Krueger and it looks absolutely fucking awful. But in in classic Gucci Mane fashion, though, you have to have those out there covers. But what's interesting about this song is that Gucci Mane sounds absolutely heartless and he comes in with this energetic but very scary delivery. And he sounds like he's in his villain arc. Like he even has a line where he's like, I rob you blind and burn your money like the fucking Joker. Like he's really as heartless and as cold-blooded that he could sound on this track and mm-hmm. then chief keef on the other hand kind of takes the lead role on this song where he's on hook duty and has two different vocal tracks that are layered and they perfectly transition from the hook to the verse and he just leads this song with so much force and the song's essentially about him being ready to knock down his targets bro like that's really what it is it's super violent it's in your face um and what's cool too is that the beat sounds like an old pharrell arrangement where you have these types of like quirky synth pads being mixed with this thunderous bass line and what's interesting to me is that if you go on spotify it doesn't show you who like produced the song if you go on genius it doesn't tell you who the fuck produced the song either so it's kind of like a missing link or component to the track so Maybe Sosa himself produced it, but when it comes to classic trap music within the mid-2010s, I feel like this is one of those songs that, to me, on an enjoyment level, hits as hard as an I don't like, or hits as, as hard as something like a Back on Road, but just doesn't get the conversation or the play. Back on Road is low-key a forgotten banger. That's another one, bro. That's another one. That whole album, Everybody Looking from Gucci, when he came out of jail. Home and 
Yeah. A lot of forgotten what, what, bangers. Uh, Pussy Print as well. Pussy Print with Kanye's on there too. That's a big song too. But okay, let me go on to my next song. And this is going to be 500 Bends by Joey w. Badass. Released back in 2017. And I, I don't know if you could constitute this as, as like a, a banger. banger. Yeah. But And I feel like the OG Joey fans, like they know that and know, and know, they know and love this song. You but know? if you have just gotten introduced to Joey Badass, this has never even been like I don't think you've ever heard this song. Because it's a Lucy. Yeah. It is a Lucy. And going back to it, it was released on DSP, so I wanted to go back to it because I'm sorry, as much as people love this song and the OG, you know, Joey Badass fans like to talk about it, I don't see anyone talking about it when I'm being quite honest with you, especially when I'm talking to people about the pro era run and everyone alludes to 1999 or before the cash or even this sort of like 2017 Joey where he was super prominent in his bag. Everyone, you know, kind of goes to the devastated or like, you know, uh, the, the rockabies. There's, there's so many songs within that 2017 era that kind of overcloud it. And it only has five point, sorry, 3.7 million views on world star, which Sheesh. is pretty cool because I believe it does, you know, deserve a bit more attention and it's just Joey bad in his flow bag just talking about his 500 bends there's nothing more to it especially with this production by Static Selecta they'll never go wrong and I was having this conversation with Mark in the car I think a couple of weeks ago when we were going back towards 2000 and I was showing him old Static Selecta albums to go through um, I was just telling him about how underrated of a, a producer slash rapper duo Joey and Static are especially for the way that they're able to meet in the middle and find this beautiful balance of this modern boom bap and it sounds like a more refined product of Joey's maybe 2011 run that he was on in uh, the 1999 phase where you got a lot more of the productions that sounded more rustic. You could have told that was a mixtape. Still his best project to date, but this is cool because it feels like almost an upgraded version of that to a certain extent yeah. with the luxury touch on that it. That would so. be a top 10 all-time Joey song for me. And I, I feel like speaking about like the whole producer thing, I think Static Selecta... Is Joey's best producer, maybe alongside like Chuck Strangers. I feel like those, those are like for sure. those are the two that really understand Joey's sure. capabilities the most. But amazing song, perfect for a nighttime drive as well. Um, it's a banger. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, I can't be mad at that pick. But next up, speaking about Perfect Pint, I was hinting that this was gonna come later into the episode, and I had to include it just because I think that at face value. I was just surprised that you got this weird and strange crossover stylistically where Kendrick is hopping on a song with Gucci Mane and Ray Schremert. Yeah. Like, it sounds totally out of left field, but Kendrick is just that guy that could, he can kick it with whoever he wants, bro. He can kick it with Taylor Swift. He can kick it on, on a trap song with Gucci Mane. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. He's the always guy's a bag. chameleon. And... um I love that Slim Jimmy opens up this song because he brings the confidence to it, rapping about being fucked up on drugs. And then Sway Lee does something that's really smart and that gets overlooked because they're talking about having a perfect pint, right? About having a pint of lean. And he's singing with these vocal effects that makes him sound slurred to sort of reimagine that feeling of what it's like to be fucked up on lean. So I thought that was really cool. Um, some nice trippy reverb to his vocals. He sounds as hypnotic as ever, and he always knocks the hooks out of the park, bro. Sway Lee is one of the best hook men that we have in hip-hop, in my opinion. Then you get a really solid verse from Gucci Mane, but obviously, Kendrick is the showstopper. He's rapping with a lot of passion and has crazy bars like, everybody a crip till they black and blue, everybody a blood till they hemorrhaging. And if you break down that bar... You'll see how genius it is. And that's what I love about Kendrick is that he'll give you think pieces just within a line or two, bro, that have you sort of like reflecting for minutes on top of minutes, 
really sort of seeing all the layers there are to a bar like that. And I just love the fact that, again, you have a crazy rapping verse, but you also have a universal hook that everyone could sort of get behind. And yeah, just seeing what Kendrick was able to do and shock the world with his alignment with, alignment with Mike Will Made It was amazing, bro. Not it only on this album, but also on Dam, of course. Absolutely. They were for sure cooking a load within that time span. Yeah. Imagine Would you have wanted like a trap album from uh, from Kendrick? Yeah, it was vicious because Mike yeah. Will also did DNA, right? Yeah. It was Mike Will that did indeed. Incredible production. Absolutely incredible. But, but okay, um, where should I go next? Actually, I'm going to bring in a forgotten banger now we're gonna go harder now we're gonna okay, start to really hit on the top of uh on the top of my list so let's go on to blase featuring um sorry blase by ty dollar sign featuring future and ray Schremmert. this is an old-time banger from 2016 i don't know if it's forgotten though i still hear think, it around you think so i still hear it in clubs and shit yeah i never no i, I can't remember the last time i heard it in a club when i think not the second last time, but the third last time that we were at oh, uh, two and two. Yeah, but that's so I can't I can't remember that. Yeah, there's so many songs. Just to say though, I, I it's feel definitely like... forgotten though. It's Maybe. not a song. It's definitely not a song that people reference. If listen, if anyone could ever pull me up a screenshot of hip hop Twitter or a moment where we've actually spoken about this song on the podcast, we haven't though. That's for sure. Please do so. I mean, it's definitely forgotten in my books. Um, it's a massive song off of a 2016 release from Ty Dolla Sign and. This hook is absolutely infectious. The whole like blase, blase, blase. like it's just it's so mm -hmm. good in the club. And I remember when this came out, it absolutely took over not only for 2016 but for 2017 and 2018. Everyone was going crazy with this song. And then I don't know. I just feel like it kind of died down. You no, know, didn't have the legs to continue going and really get there, which is more than respectable. But it's cool too because you're getting so many different types of styles and performances coming together for one major song. So. You're getting a verse from Slim Jimmy. You're getting a performance from um, Sway Lee as well. You're getting Future on the hook too. You're getting, you know, Ty Dolla Sign on the actual verse. And it sounds cool because everyone's moving together as one. And I don't know. I, I do feel it kind of like pooped on my parade. It's, it's definitely no, forgotten. No, I, I think it's forgotten in some circles, but like the, the real ones, no. You know what I mean? They're, the, the real, real ones, ones are still keeping it in. Is. I remember like that was one of the songs where I would walk into like the locker room at our high school and like I would hear people on more than one occasion, like, blasting it off their mini speakers, just, like, walking to class, bro. Oh, bro, I remember hearing song. that a lot during school time. But, um, yeah, I'm going to move. I, I want to include two more, so I'll move through them a bit quicker. But um, I have the Get Throat remix by Bun B featuring Pimp C, Jay-Z, Jeezy, and Zero, which came out in 2005. And what's interesting is that a lot of people don't know this, but In Too Deep, off of Certified Loverboy, mm -hmm. the first beat, the whole da na na that is actually sampled from this song, which is called Get Throwed. It's one of the most captivating beats that I've ever heard come out of the South. Shout out to Mr. Lee who produced it. And every single verse is just as powerful as a fucking shotgun blast, bro. Classic posse cut to me. The only thing that was really missing is an Andre 3000 feature because he would have sounded amazing over this production. Um, and yeah, I think that UGK as a whole are just so underrated, so slept on, and they have so many hits that people just don't mention anymore. You'll hear a lot of Outkast and a lot of other groups from the South well, get love. international players get the love it deserves. That's one song, though. That's yeah, like, but that's it's like still the a one mega song one, though. that that's gets still brought a mega in. Song, though. But I get you, though. I definitely yeah, get Yeah, it deserves you, more love. Another one that I wanted to bring in is actually Be Faithful by Fat Man Scoop and the Crooklyn Clan came out in 1999. And I wanted to bring this in because this song is unlike any song on this list or probably 
unlike anything I've ever recommended on this podcast, to be honest with you, because picture it this way. Picture a hype man getting his own single. So he's he's pretty much being a hype man for the entirety of a track. And what he'll do is he'll bring in a sample of like Faith Evans vocals and have that be a segment of a song. Yeah. Or also have a part um, that where he samples Black Sheep or Queen Pen, which is also really interesting. And the whole time you have this authority behind his voice. And it sounds like it's being recorded live at a block party where he's just like screaming to the crowd and getting you hyped the fuck up. And... Yeah, the focus of the song, like I said, is just him sending out energy at a high voltage um, frequency. And what's cool is that he'll repeat the funniest shit like, like, who's fucking tonight? Who's fucking tonight? Or shit like, what's your Zodiac sign? What's your Zodiac sign? And it's the funniest shit. And I feel like that's a style of hip hop and song making that is just a lost art completely at this point. And maybe it'll never be brought back to the mainstream. I don't but think it will. It's just, it's so thrilling and it's so exciting to the point where I don't want it to be forgotten whatsoever. I completely um, agree with you. But yeah, guys, revisit Be Faithful by Fat Man Scoop if you haven't. But one more thing I wanted to do, if you don't have any other songs to bring in, is play a little game. Okay, go for it. What do you okay, got? Okay, so which hit songs from the last few years do you think will become forgotten over time? In 2023, we have All My Life by Lil Durk. Yeah, that's forgotten. Yeah. Adioski. Search and Rescue by Drake. Adioski. Um, Fuck You Mean by Gunna. Adioski. Okay, 2022, First Class by Jack Harlow. Adioski. Oh, shit. Wait For You by Future. Adioski. Really? I think that was going to have some likes for the Thames performance. Bro, I don't even, I'm not even sure if people are still listening to these songs like that. Though. Okay, what about Do We Have a Problem by Nikki and Lil Baby? Adioski. Okay, 2021, Montero by Lil Nas X. Adioski. Rap Star by Polo G. Adioski. Calling My Phone by Lil TJ. Ah. No, the, the younger generation really fuck with they it. They really love that actually, song. Actually, no, that's true. Okay, that's a W. I agree with you there. Last year, 2020, franchised by Travis. Addy, uh, yeah, it's going to be gone. It's going to be a goners. You think so? You I think that's going to so. be gonzo? Okay, well, do you uh, do you consider Butterfly Effect to be gonzo? No, I don't. So is franchise going to get played like that? No, okay, Adioski. Rockstar by The Baby. Adioski. Mood by 24K Golden. Ah, bro. That's it. <laughs> My goodness. So all of you see, on that song. Do you think that's like a narrative that like a lot of the hit songs of our time... Of the 2020s, I'm saying, are going to become yeah, forgotten. Yeah, because of the way that we consume yeah, them. Yeah, I agree. If you have less coming out, obviously, you're going to remember more. But you have, like, a new hit song every single morning being made. So Yeah, absolutely. It's always tough to do. But, guys, let me know in the comments section. Like I mentioned before at the beginning of this podcast, what is the number one forgotten banger, according to your opinion? Thank you guys so much for the love and the reception on the audio podcast. It really does mean the world. Um, if you guys want to leave us a five-star review, it would be appreciated. Um, and not only that, but if you guys are familiar with our posting schedule on Spotify, Apple, and any other audio platform, um, these come out every single Tuesday. So much love to everyone that came into this episode. Next week is going to be another big one, and I hope to see you there. Peace.